This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to this week's Freedom Fighter podcast, I'm Derek Moyer, hope you're all doing well, um, we're continuing our series on Transformed and this week we are covering a subject uh, that is called Transform Through Breaking Generational Patterns of Thinking and Behaving and we're really uh, going deeper into some of the uh, patterns that we've inherited, the things that we've internalised as we've been brought up, some of the unconscious things that play out in our lives and how we can break free from that and find freedom, find newness of life. So really excited to be off on this this week. Enjoy, be blessed guys. I tell you, I'm really excited this morning uh, sharing this. I really feel a word of encouragement to start. So I'm just going to pray. Uh, so, Father, I just bless your mighty name. God, I thank you for, uh, Lord, the, the, the ability, God, to release this word. God, I thank you for freedom in the spirit. I thank you, that, Lord, you've you've given us direction as a church. God, and you intend to lead us there. God, it's not just a signpost without the, the, the empowerment to get there. So I pray this morning, God, I know there's small in number, but God, we, we're releasing this word out. God, and I bless you, God, as, as we are coming in agreement, God, for more light, for, for an update in the spirit, God, for encouragement in the spirit, God, that this will, this will uh, Lord, we'll, we'll go somewhere, we'll go further than we've been before, oh God, so I just pray for eyes to see, for ears to hear, for hearts that are willing to receive, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understandings being enlightened that we would know and understand and see and perceive more, God, than uh, th- th- through these truths of your word, God, that you're, you're, you're leading us and guiding us into all truth. So we claim that this morning in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for releasing that in Jesus' name. So, <clears throat> breaking generational patterns. The, day, the, th- the thought I've got is transformed through breaking generational patterns of thinking <coughs> and uh, behaving. So, you know, this idea that we got at the beginning of the year, cultivate, you know, and this idea of arising and shining. And I mentioned there in the prayer that, you know, God God doesn't just lead us and, and leave us, you know, without equipping us to accomplish and fulfil his plan. You know, I, know, I don't really feel that's a word of encouragement. For somebody, maybe it's going to be somebody listening, but, you know, that... You know, you might just feel like, oh, it's, it's no for me. You know, I'm, I'm unable to experience these things, to, to, to see these things fulfilled in my life, um, see these things come to fruition. And we just we just keep a hard heart, this resigned heart to our circumstances as if nothing can change for me. When God's, it's his idea, arise and shine, uh, you know, and... You know, see this process of cultivation change our lives. So I'm going to prove this for John chapter 3 this morning. <laughs> Amazing part of the, the scripture. You've got Nicodemus, who's a teacher of teachers, 
And I've been watching the this chosen uh, drama that's free on a downloadable app. It's brilliant. And Nicodemus, the Pharisee, is one of the main characters in it. And uh, so you get to see this brought to life in this drama, this scene here for John chapter 3. And he, Nicodemus is a teacher of all of Israel. So he's coming to Jesus and asking him, give me more information, teach me. Give me some more information that I can improve my life with. And Jesus said to him, look, you need to be born again. This is not just about getting better teachings. It's about uh, getting, uh, you know, the divine life, reborn of God, receiving his divine life, his divine nature, his DNA, which then means we'll be remade. So day two or day one here in the in the generational pattern book, this is it talks about our new bloodline, which is so important because before we go anywhere, you know, no matter what our generational issues have brought up for us, whatever we've received in the f- formation of our ideas about ourselves and life and behaviour patterns, inherited weaknesses, we are born of God. When you're reborn of God, God becomes your father. And he doesn't just put sticky plasters on this problem of the fallen mankind. He changes the very heart. He goes to the root. He he, he gives us a a new heart, a new spirit within us. And his spirit is what, as we cooperate with his spirit, and his spirit's working within us, that's what's going to result in us becoming everything he intended us to be. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? You know, why would he be telling us our eyes and shine? Uh, except for, you can do this in me. So, uh, this week I've been writing an essay. And uh, this wee thought came to us. It's own personal development, so it was really apt to this uh, talk. And, uh, you know, there's these theories. They're talking about, how, and within every person there's this ability to reach and grow, uh, to fulfil our, our, our full potential. But they miss this key, this key part of it. The key part is you only re, re, you only do that with the life and nature and power of God within us. That's how this out this is outworked. The quality and God kind of life that we're seeking is uh, you know is only outworked th- through us connecting with Him. So you think of this in the animal kingdom. You look at a bird. A bird doesn't get taught how to build a nest. A bird. Uh, doesn't need a GPS navigation system or a, a weather app to navigate f- uh, uh, and migrating over thousands of miles to a warmer climate in the winter. There's an inbuilt instinct that causes the bird to make these things happen. That's the God's created that bird and that it just knows what to do. No explanation about it. It's the same as humans. That God has placed this inbuilt uh, thing within us. You know, when we become his, when we are born again. And that causes us to, you know, realise everything that he's intended us to be. That is just an encouragement to start with. That no matter where we are, no matter the frustrations of our past, no matter how it feels about Groundhog Day patterns. You know, as we're connected to God and his power... It's, it's his life within us, as we cooperate with it, that, that's going to result in us realising 
and bringing these these promises to fruition. Amen. So what stops us from this arising and shining? That's the question today. Um, you know, we talk about God's, you know, that's cultivation. Cultivate some so that it will flourish. This word flourish here sound, says is to develop rapidly and successfully. It's to thrive, it's to prosper, it's to bloom, it's to be in good shape. And, uh, you know, that that's God's, that's God's intent, that we keep cultivating ourselves in him. And, you know, we experience a, a deeper quality, you know, of, of, you know, his life in and through us. But we, we know there's things hindering that for us all. And one of these things is the patterns of thinking and behaving that continue to play out in our lives. These programmes that we interpret all of our lives through. Um, you know, the the term in psychology is called a cognitive distortion. And this word is, it's like a thought or a belief or a judgement that gives misleading or false account or, or impression of. It's these perverted, twisted misrepresentations of the facts One of the, the lines in the book this week, this week's key, it says some of our deepest issues can be rooted in behavioural patterns that we did not create, right? And uh, so I'm, I'm going to read a few of these uh, common cognitive distortions out that that we might we might feel oh I can relate with that one. This distortion, something that's not true, it gives a misleading or false impression or something. All or nothing thinking. Like, you know, we see things in black and white. If our performance falls short of perfect, we see ourselves as a total failure. Mental filters. We pick out single negative details and dwell on it exclusively so that our vision of reality becomes darkened. Like the drop of ink that discolours the entire breaker of water. Another one is jumping to conclusions. We make negative interpretations even though there's no definite facts that, can, uh, that convinces, convincingly support our conclusion. Fortune telling. We anticipate that things will turn out badly. We feel convinced that our prediction is already an established fact. We mag, uh, catastrophize or minimise. We exaggerate the importance of things such as we make a wee mistake so we make a big deal out of it. Or somebody else's achievements. We label and mislabel. Instead of describing an error, we attach a label to ourselves like I lost, but we say I'm a loser. So that's a list of some cognitive distortions. These things that we continue to see our lives through. And what the point is that we've inherited some of these patterns of thinking. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> but we grew up and we've been formed, whether we like it or no, we were formed in an environment. We had to fit in to the ideas, the thinking, the expectations, the judgments of the environment of our parents, of our teachers, of our peers, and we inherit the patterns of thinking. I was trained to worry. 
that was a pattern on my mother's side. It was like worry, 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 get so anxious over things. Another thing is we internalise the people's thoughts. We internalise their views, their, their, their views of life and, and their beliefs of those we're running about. How our parents treated their own hearts is how they treated us. So it's the same for us. How we treat our own hearts is how we treat others. And personally, I, I, I grew up, I remember some of the things that I internalised. I'm not going to share a lot of detail, but one was, I must perform perfectly to be accepted and valued. So that became a, a belief that I, I internalised. And then that became a pattern in my life. That I believed that. So I never felt that I measured up. I never felt that I was good enough. And these messages conditioned and shaped how I interacted with myself and resulted in how I was interacting with others because I was always believing this, the lies that, oh, I'm not good enough. So they'll know why to love me and set me and approve me anyway. <laughs> you know, so that pattern, uh, you know, played out in my life that, and then it led to other things, temper, frustration, different things like that. And these ideas about ourselves, they shape us. And they, they, they end up as patterns in our own lives. We've read the last couple of keys about Romans 12 too. And you think about it in this context, that no, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you will be able to prove for yourself what is a good, what is acceptable, what is the perfect will of God. Right? You think of this, I know for me, it's uh, familiarity breeds contempt. It's not just a nice wee fancy take it or leave it scripture that we can quote and use as a memory verse. But this process of mind renewal is an essential part of our transformation as it determines what kind of quality of God's will we experience. Because he says, renew your mind, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renew your mind so that you will pr prove for yourself or so that you'll experience what is God's good, acceptable, perfect will? But it's determined upon how much we renew our minds to what he says. And we're no longer conformed to these old ideas and these old ways of interpreting life. That um, things are going wrong and we keep uh, interpreting it through these misleading ideas, distorted ideas. They end up keeping us in the exact same position, uh, alienating ourselves cutting ourselves off for others because of those ideas. So it's absolutely key that, uh, you know, we identify these things, the patterns, and recognising how they play out in our lives. That's what this cultivation process is all about. And I know we've had a bit of opposition about that, but the more I'm getting into it, the more I'm seeing, oh my goodness, these things are just so fundamentally foundational you know if you're if you're vague and unclear and uncertain about the issues in your, in your life it means you'll never address them and get a chance to overcome them think of that if you met a doctor and he never ever diagnosed you you know i'm only going to deal with some issues i'm not going to deal with all these other things i don't want to go there and it's like no it's and that, through this process it's no, it's important 
that we face up to this stuff. You know, it's important that not not to live there. But you know, the the process of clarifying, there's where this comes from. You know, through this process, I'm going through in the counselling uh, course. They talk about three things. They talk about talk about your past to make sense of your present. Talk about your past to be liberated from it. And talk about your past to find uh, strength to make better decisions about your future. Uh, one, of, one of the boys in the class qu- quoted this and I've been thinking about it. I know I spoke about it the other week there, but he said, unless the conscious is made conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. Meaning, the things that are unconsciously playing out in our lives, if we don't bring light into the areas and allow God to bring light, bring light into this part of my life, the things that keep me in shame, the things that keep me angry, the things that keep me afraid, judging, jealous, whatever, all the different things that can keep us imprisoned. If we don't bring light into it, it will direct our lives and we will call it fate. Fate means it's outside of your control. You'll keep thinking it's somebody else that's doing this to me. Somebody else has got responsibility and they've got the power over me. These things just keep happening. No, we're responsible. So as we're going through that process, we are taking more and more responsibility to be aware of and, 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 re- and reject and replace certain things in our lives. Another thing I got introduced to the last few weeks is, is the word introjection. don't know if anybody's heard that, but it's the opposite of projection. Projection is when you are projecting your own issues and your own unresolved stuff and hang-ups on the other people. And we've all done it, we've all, we're all, we've all, we've all been there. You are projecting your anger and judgment and stuff onto other people. And I was reading lately, it's quite a difficult one at times, how our judgments reveal more about us than the others sometimes. But introjection is about when we internalise other people's ideas. And this is beautiful when you think of well, when I heard this, the, the term breaking generational patterns, it can sound a bit spooky. There's a bit of a, a bit of a, a kind of uncertain feel about it. But when you get that information that actually every person in life internalise, you know, no matter uh, who we are, we've grown up with people that we thought were the authority on everything. So we just unquestionably accept and internalise their views, their attitudes, their, their views of us, their beliefs about life, their ways of interpreting life, you know, how worthy or not worthy we are. And, and you know, going through that process that as we grow, I know we talked about watching Disney's movie, The Kid. And the main thing I got out of this speaks of interjection. Because what happened was this wee boy, the, the, his younger self in the movie... The movie, the idea is you've got a, 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 the older self at 14, you've got the younger self at 8. And what happens is the older self gets the ch- opportunity to offer his maturity of understanding to this younger 
his younger self. So all the things he goes through that gave him such problems as a youngster, because the father's anger that he took on board and internalised as this was all my fault. When the older self turned up, he goes, no, it wasn't. That was your father's fear. That was your father's anger and fear he, 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 because he, he, did, he, he couldn't cope with what was going on. And that's the, the tr- truth for us all, that when we were younger, we didn't have an adult present. We just unquestionably accept a lot of the other people's issues as our fault. So we then internalise the messages, that's interjection, I internalise it as it's all my fault, I'm the problem, I'm only worthy of acceptance and approval when I perform perfectly, for instance. And then that results in us going through our lives with these cognitive distortions, these these wrong thoughts that we've accepted about life and ourselves playing out and contaminating every relationship. I know that's what happened to me. I was rejected for about 20 years until I brought light into that subject and God helped me greatly with that. That I was believing a life when I was young that just played out because it was the unconscious remained unconscious. So I was just, this is just happening to me. But the, what we're talking about is breaking generational patterns of thinking and behaviour. Uh, breaking the things that we've, that we've internalised. And just being open to say, God, is there anything playing out? You know, I know that some of us can become so stuck in certain mindsets. The goal of cultivation, the goal of arising and shining, is to allow God the opportunity to help us break patterns, change our perspectives, remove the obstacles to change. The whole process is about reviewing what's going on under the hood. And what I mentioned at the, the start, this is why we're scared to do this. I know there's fear of change, there's reluctance, there's resi- resistance. But the promise is, God's promised that if I just allow him, he's standing at the door and knocking, if I allow him in, he'll unlock the potential within us. God's know this sit, sitting up in heaven Gain is these very complex Rubik kind of Rubik cube problems that we will never we think we'll never solve. He gives us the ability to experience the promises that he that he's that he's uh, leading us into. Is that no good news? <laughs> to finish the the question today is about participating with us is breaking these patterns, breaking the inherited weaknesses, the distorted thinking. The things that have been running unchallenged for generations in our family, lives. I know it's not an easy task. But this, this is necessary. Instead of us just unconsciously going round and round the same mountains, staying stuck, keeping, never making any progress, because of the upbringing, because of traumatic events which has happened to us, that's kept causing us to stay so stuck and never telling ourselves the truth, never coming to, here's what's really going on. These things can be overcome by unlocking the power of God, the seed of God, the life of God, the nature of God within us. We are no longer, remember that that, that great uh, truth, that we're no longer our father and mother's son and daughter. <laughs> we are, you know, by blood. 
But we've got a, a new father. And, and, and God's, God's DNA is within us. And I know we've, some, we've, we've got, had great traits came from our parents and we praise God for that. But we thank God that in this process we're going through with him, we're wanting to see more and more of his character, more and more of his quality of life getting formed in us. So, Father, I just worship you today. God, I praise you for these truths. God, and I thank you for, for the courage, Lord, to allow us, uh, you know, to, to go to these places. Not to remain camped out there, but God, to, to be finally waking up, like that scene for the shack, waking up in the place of his greatest pain, and he was no longer stuck there. He was no longer running back to the, the, the old things, coping mechanisms, and staying so trapped in anger and looking out as if it's somebody else's fault. No, he was freed to move. God, and I just pray for each person listening. I pray, Lord, that, that we, God, uh, will embrace that process with you. That, Lord, by faith we are latching on to it. And we'll walk forward confident that your kingdom come and that your will be, will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.